When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Triangle of Sadness is over. We are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps, new daily podcast series, The Daily Oscar. My name is Grace. I'm here with my co-host, Ariel. Ariel, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm just, my stomach's a little upset. I feel like I had some bad seafood or something. Uh-oh. We'll see how it goes. Uh-oh, no good. <laughs> Be careful. Um, we are not alone, of course, bringing in guests as, as often as we can on our Daily Oscar series. And I'm uh, delighted to be joined by Chantelle. Chantelle, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm really happy that we're doing this virtually so I won't have any projectile vomit spray across my face with Ariel <laughs> being unwell right now. So happy to be here, but happy it's virtual. Yes, uh, we're chatting about Triangle of Sadness, as you would see from the name of the podcast that you clicked on and clicked play. Uh, nominated for uh, Best Picture. As we dive into it, make sure you subscribe, posterrecaps.com slash movies for every one of our daily Oscars pods, as well as our usual coverage covering Cocaine Bear, Creed 3, uh, all the good stuff. Um, uh, Chantel, Aaron and I have chatted about Triangle of Sadness, a movie I think we both really liked. Um, uh, of course, you can catch uh, that recap in the feed, but uh, you haven't chatted about it. So so what do you think of Triangle of Sadness? I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I wasn't really sure what to expect. Um, obviously, when a, a picture is being nominated for Best Picture, you're going to assume that it's going to be pretty good. And so I kind of went in just being like, okay, well, let's see why it was it was nominated for best picture and I think that it was like it was really beautiful I thought that like I was intrigued by all the characters and the dynamics of like you know the social class like I I just found it all very fascinating but then it also had like a little hint of kind of humor and I was like what am I watching this is kind of wild and so it was enjoyable for me on kind of all ends um I definitely I definitely liked this movie and yeah, I I wasn't expecting it to be the movie that it was, and yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. Well, I'm glad uh, uh, it worked for you on all ends because it was coming out of all ends uh, in the second <laughs> act of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 I, I was surprised a little bit too, I think, going into I wasn't exactly sure what to expect other than that it's sort of in the vein of these sort of movies commenting on um, rich people at the moment are TV shows. We obviously have Succession and The White Lotus. And then uh, we had uh, this and The Menu, I think, fits into that uh, archetype. And uh, this this won the Palm d'Or, so it was sort of on my radar. Uh, it's it's a bit it's a bit long, but it, it it's a comedy, like it's a black comedy, certainly. But I do think, like I always say, this that my favorite comedies are dramatic, and my favorite uh, dramas are filled with comedy. And so I feel like, yeah, you could call this like a comedy that has drama or a drama that has a bunch of comedy in it. And I think either of those like billings sort of work for it, Ariel. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, like, to your point, the, the best of both usually has a little bit of the other. It's almost like the, the way the yin yang symbol has like a seed of the other thing on the other side of it. So I, you know, you, 
could argue it won't work without uh, a little bit of of comedy or drama either way. But uh, this movie has it all, and it's arguably a little too long. But I think it it in the end it justifies everything that it that is included in it. And for me, the fact that I like the final. I don't know, third, somewhere between the last third to second half, uh, more than I liked the beginning, I think works in its favor for sure. Cause sometimes, unfortunately, it kind of works the other way where you are super interested and then you kind of fall off towards the end. I think the yeah. fact that they had it in parts made it seem less long. So we are like, okay, we got this part. Okay, this part happened. And then now we're into this part. And so it's kind of like they're little movies in one big movie. And so I feel like it just made it less long. Because when I was like, first thought, I was like, oh, two and a half hours. Okay, so it's, uh, it's a long one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or any of the uh, like best picture noms, like are any of them less than two hours? Like they're all so long. Um. Yeah. Well, uh, less than two hours. Uh, uh, I mean, Top Gun is two hours. Just about. Uh, Avatar is a million years long. <laughs> uh, Elvis is so. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I'm going through them in my head. I can't so think of one. Long. I'm sure there might Ooh. be one, but I doubt it. Usually, I mean, to that point, a little bit. Usually, you know, these prestige movies—they're never too short. You know, right, right, kind of right. takes like something incredibly impressive uh, that would just be like an hour and a half, let's say, for that to get nominated. I'm sure there's an hour 45 is like the sweet spot. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah, that's absolutely. like where I would love to see these movies. <laughs> when I but... see a movie, when I see a movie that's an hour 40, I'm like, I think they could have cut out I'm 10 interested. minutes regardless. <laughs> like, I'm not going to win Best Picture, though. Especially these days. Especially these days. Yeah, I don't think any Banshees and comes is maybe the closest at coming in. I, I believe it comes just over two hours. I'd have to double wow. check that. Uh, no, 114. So there is one movie that does come in, I believe, under women talking also might be slightly under two hours as well sure yeah mm -hmm. uh, actually sarah paul i think has specifically said yeah it's 104 it's 104 minutes she specifically said that she wanted it to be about as close to 90 minutes as she could as she could get so See? uh banshees and women talking yeah which you have been on the uh talked about on the on the on a previous post yes yes yeah. um yeah, I, I do think from, I, you know, the interesting thing about it, it kind of being three movies, like other than our stars, like uh, uh, really they're, they're the only people who are sort of in in every in every part. Um, this is a movie that I think the, the some of the acts have been what I've heard is like polarizing. So like I for me, I do think of like there's a there's a part that like does not work for me as well as everything else. It definitely is the complete mess that happens in in, in act two. Like it's <laughs> what like a mess. it's like. It's like slightly over the top in terms of just like slightly? how graphic like, it is. You don't think yeah. her like rolling around and like I don't know her own body fluids, fluids yeah, and like good. body fluids and like sliding around like the sliding. I was like, okay, you guys are taking it too far here. <laughs> like, come on, it's, it's great. Honestly, I think maybe if it hadn't been for the the part specifically where the lady wants to they're offering her water and she's been throwing she up but she champagne. wants champagne still i'm like no but it's just so like to your point chantelle it is like too much but i think that's you know the it's movie would argue that's mm -hmm. part of the point right like the excess you really have to get the excess good and bad absolutely so like I know it's just it's for the movie for sure, but like, was were they seasick or was the food bad? Like, what what actually happened there? Like, combination. 
I think you could argue. I think you could argue that it's both. Like for sure, for sure, the 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 fact that the the like to Grace's point, the way she opened the podcast, uh, <laughs> you know, they because the people were on the slide. Uh, or like the the rich woman made the the kitchen workers come outside and do you know the very fun thing they left the food out they were warned that the food would go bad but i would argue that the 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 movement of the boat was obviously making it worse right they were feeling awful but then the boat is <laughs> the storm brewing inside them and outside is is making it worse yeah i i do i hadn't caught this that like uh essentially or i think you had pointed this out not on the triangle of sadness pod i think a different podcast where you actually said that and maybe on the oscars preview pod where you thought it was maybe actually the the fact that they go swimming and everybody like leaves the stuff sort of like unattended for a bit mm -hmm. is actually what causes everybody to end up being sick that like the food might sit out for a little while because they all have to go down the slide um so yeah i think that that's that's yeah very, so for, yeah for me that piece is like maybe a bit over the top even in a way that i don't think like the whole like survival nature of the last act i i think um uh and this movie was also very fun on the rewatch to get to see how much like dolly de leon is actually like hiding in plain sight uh in act two mm -hmm. uh the whole time and uh we definitely don't see the guy who i mean there was this whole thing about whether this one guy is um we had a conversation about whether he is actually a pirate or if he actually worked under the ship. I do not Ooh, think he works under agent. the ship. Mm. I didn't see him. I think he is fully a pirate, the guy who pretends not to be a pirate. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, this is in the vein again. I've talked about like, yeah, co the commentary. And I do think like, I think act one, which you'll get into, we'll get into in our memory moments. Like it's a really interesting commentary on like society and, and, and uh, gender roles. And then act two, like I think probably, you know, in terms of it being over the top also like, are we more on the nose ever in the movie than like Thomas and Dimitri literally arguing about communism and capitalism? Like while they're <laughs> drunk, like it's a thesis statement of the, of the movie what kind of, Woody and they Harrelson? just have it. Wait, it so how do you think Harrelson. that Woody Harrelson got involved in this? Like, um, like was there, is there a direct link as why he was chosen? Like, obviously he was great. My but... guess, my guess would be that he was hanging out on some beach and he okay. found people when they were filming the movie. And but I like, don't know. Okay. Let me, let me just know. I, I don't, I don't know. I think other like uh, Ruben Osland is somebody who like has had some success with other uh, like international films. He did the square and force majeure. So I think like, I don't know. I think he just, and, and the other thing too, I do think that works like, um, is that like, Woody Harrelson is not super in the movie. <laughs> like he's like, he is, but he's really only in that part two. He's not in part one and he's not in part three. So it's also kind of like an easy sign on probably. He yeah, probably got paid more than anybody else yeah. and sure. is in the movie for, you know, some of the least amount of time. So yeah. But I, I do think it's quite crazy how it's such a hard thing to talk about. Money. Such a touchy subject, don't you think? Yeah, I think it's unsexy to talk about money. Okay, but then why is that? I don't know, it's just not sexy. Well, you don't think it's because it's so tied to gender roles? Fuck, you know, the, the menu in the restaurant didn't even have prices for you. That's not fair, Cole. I'm always paying. No, no, no. Let's take you out of it here and just talk about women in general. I'm a generous person. Call, ask any of my friends. <sighs> sure, you're, you're, you're generous, but... 
when it comes to you and me, we're dealing with roles that I hate. I mean, I don't want to be the man whilst you're the woman. I want us to be best friends. I don't want to sleep with my best friend. No, that's not... You don't understand what I'm trying to say. I mean, we shouldn't just slip into the stereotypical gender-based roles that everyone else seems to be doing. I want us to be equal. All right, well, then let's chat about our memorable moments. A, a, a good segue. I, I sort of alluded to your Chantel earlier, but you're chatting about sort of the back and forth in terms of who's paying the bill. And what's interesting about this is that, so as a, a person that has done some like online dating and stuff like that, I actually got into a similar argument with somebody before I even went on a particular date. And mm. he said, I, I would never pay for a first date with a woman. And I was like, well, for me, if you don't actually pay, that means that you're not interested and you just want to be friends, which is fine. But like, if, if you're inviting me out on a first date, then I would expect for you to pay if you have interest in seeing me further. And so I just had that kind of running in my head with this whole interaction. But then how she kind of was like assuming that he was going to take the bill. And it was just very interesting because when I start dating somebody, those lines like kind of blur. And now it's like, oh, okay, no, I don't want you to be taking care of me all the time. Like, let me, let me pay for half of this or half of that. So when they're already, when you're already in a dating relationship, I feel like it's a little bit more back and forth 50, 50. And so I found it really just interesting just to seeing their dynamic and like, obviously how extreme it got taken to when we get to like the elevator scene where you just yeah. like, it, it was, well, she's, I, you know, it's at the end, she's gonna, she's going to talk. They're both kind of going to admit that like, like that she kind of knew what she was doing, right? That she's yeah. like, yeah, we clearly like was trying to like get you to pay. Um, which like, I think before that, you can kind of see that, that the, she says um, like she had said, oh, if you pay tonight, I'll pay tomorrow. So then he's sort of like waiting mm -hmm. for her to pay. That's why he's not offering to pay. Um, and they're both kind of like dancing around like what's happening before they ultimately have the fight. And then when they uh, reveal sort of that, like, yeah, it was like kind of like, I definitely was like trying to get you to pay. But in the elevator, too, the other thing I think that she does that's a little bit is like the way she's like, oh, well, I didn't know you wanted to be paid literally right now. So I'll go down to the ATM, ATM and get the money. <laughs> and you're like, I feel like she's also like in that scene, like also um, sort of um, use manipulating the situation to be like, well, if you, well, you want to be paid right now, you know, which is very interesting because I actually think by the end of the movie, she's perhaps maybe the most sympathetic character in the in, in the movie. Um, yeah. Certainly we'll get to Ariel's scene. And, and the way, but like, yeah, she, her boyfriend is sort of being used to, to buy <laughs> Dolly De Leon's character, uh, Abigail uh -huh. for like sex to get like stuff. And then, you know, so it's very interesting how they're able to sort of like, who I think like, you know, um, she's like talking about like that. She's like manipulating him to a degree and by the end of the movie. I'm like, feel the most sorry for her. Yeah. Well, I know. And so like with just seeing their dynamic oh, and the, the fact that she came back to the room and she was like openly saying to him like yeah i was manipulating you and like they are kind of able to come to some sort of agreement here that like yeah you're kind of not being super kind and not keeping your word but like he also liked that honesty um i just thought it was really interesting because it's something that i think about every single time a bill shows up right like i'm right. always like okay am i am i supposed to like offer to pay half or not offer pay half or do, do i just pay half or do I slide some cash over? Like it's, it is something that I'm always thinking about. 
and what my actions actually mean in terms of like the date or the relationship. So it's something that I think about all the time. Well, Ariel, I think the other piece too that I think is really interesting is when they're in the car and they're having the conversation about gender roles and he, like she says this, she's like, well, I make more money than you. And he says this thing of like, no, but take you out of it. And I feel like, it's like the worst time to have this like conversation about like the, 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 the entire construction of gender roles as like with, well, like he's like kind of trying to take them both out of it, but actually both of them being in the situation is actually like important to like actually what their dynamic is in terms right. of like We're who's paying to, for the bill. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to hash out their specific relationship. Like, while well, also to your point, he's, he is trying to, uh, similar, I guess to her and that she's trying to have it both ways. He's trying to use, like those arguments of like gender roles are going against gender roles perhaps to aid in his argument of why he thinks he's right. Um, but I think it's so, it's so fascinating in general because even at the end when she comes into the room and she quote unquote is being honest, I still don't really understand or, or I understand, but I can't quite discern her actual motivation. Like, is this just another act uh, you know, they do, they are more open there and it does seem like they're like, okay, it's kind of in our mutual best interest to stay a couple, you know, as far as like the Instagram of it all, you know, and then you just wonder how many times does this conversation happen in real life between like, you know, <laughs> real life uh, celebrity couples. But it's, it's just so fascinating. She's gaslighting him that she's not the way when you said, I think it was you, Grace, about Michelle Tell, we were like, oh, she's dancing around it. Like he is actively staring at her yeah, at the table true. and she's like, on her phone so she's <laughs> dancing around in like the least uh actually giving any f's about it way at least openly you know as far as like her uh what she's putting out um so it's just it's a fascinating dance like i remember watching this part of the movie and being like wait isn't there all this stuff on the boat like how is this even going to connect <laughs> later but i'm still riveted and and like completely intrigued by their dynamic it's it's a crazy it's almost like a uh to your point Chantel like you said there were movies this part is like a a little play that they put on basically absolutely and it also reminds me of I have a friend who does make more money than her partner and it, it was like a new surgeons of like um, more wealth and so they were out for dinner new money. on New Year's yeah a little bit new money like always <laughs> doing fine but mm -hmm. like got a tv show a little more like, was, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. had a lot more mm -hmm. um and so they're out for new year's and he paid he wanted to take her out for new year's and he paid the bill and i don't even think she knew what the amount was but she slipped a hundred to their server and he saw and he threw a fit oh, being God. like, you know, I wanted to take you out. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I wanted to be able to do this for you. I don't want you to be paying for this. Like, I, like it was a big fight over her, him feeling masculated by this action. She's like, I just had more money and I've worked as a server before. And like, I just want to give her an extra something regardless of what she gave her. And like, it was just back and forth. Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering if she, if she was the one that was always paying for anything, everything thing in the movie like if he would not actually appreciate that him being in the role of kind of always being recipient of the of the, the being treated yeah it seemed yeah. to me like he pays a lot because the way he's so <laughs> or pays more often at least because the way he is so upset about it like clearly you know he's making less money than her so like he is now extra doubly indignant because he seemingly at least the way i perceived it 
has done this more often. So it's like, I'm the one that has less money and I have to pay more often for you, the person who ostensibly doesn't need me to pay or could be even paying for both of us, no problem. Um, and I just want to say that this never happens to me because I just, oh, I leave before they bring the bill. So, you know, I know <laughs> you're that guy. I'll invite you next time. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I mean, to the point, yeah. So it, to the point of like, if, if, um, if she paid all the time, like, would he then be like, oh, I should be paying like, you know, I should be paying for you. Or at least like the times were like in this scenario, in the, in the anecdote you gave is like, he's like actively being like, I would like to take you out. And then, you know, that sort of like the, 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 the idea behind that, like, you know, doing that is then like, I don't want to say undermine because I don't know your friends, but like, it's how he sort of felt in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really, it's interesting to think about, but I, I saw a, a great, uh, uh, I think it was a tweet the other day that was talking about how or maybe a TikTok that was like essentially like the only reason this whole thing existed like a man paying is because like women weren't allowed to have bank accounts so like there was no way for a woman to pay and that's why the man pays so whenever you're mad at this whole situation you're mad at the patriarchy <laughs> so yeah. just, just, you know, as usual you know. it always comes back to the patriarchy yeah. and ariel wow. you were talking about um about you were talking paying. about you were talking about not paying no you were talking about how uh, yeah we've rung up a huge bill for psr and i'm gonna need you to pay uh, <laughs> no, um you're talking about these like relationships that are are like sort of manufactured that they're like yeah it's in our best interest to stay together there's a whole tiktok sub you know rabbit hole you could go down to if you mm-hmm. want of like fake celebrity relationships uh that Ooh. are clearly manufactured by pr teams it's very fast i have to go <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. But wasn't one of them like Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes? Wasn't that like one I think of those? So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that seems like a big one. That poor yeah. child. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, this movie we talked about it being like almost three hours. This is this part one is is really only thirty minutes, and it's uh, it's really good. There's also like I, I you know in terms of like his place in this world, I also do love the scene where. Um, they need everybody to move down one seat and then he doesn't have a seat, <laughs> have a seat in the front <laughs> row. It just shows that like, you know, she is such a bigger star than him. And even being near her is like not enough for him to be like recognized in this moment. I think it's so funny. Um, and, and the thing I thought was interesting about the scene that like, I'm wondering how much Ruben Oslin is deciding in terms of in this moment, she pays on the credit card, but then her credit card gets declined. And so that right. too is an interesting, but we're like, yeah, she is. She makes more money, but then she has like this credit card decline, right? And so I'm I'm like so fascinated by is this just a detail he puts in to be like, you know, to create conflict that like now it's more awkward because like he's wanted her to pay and then and then she goes to pay and she <laughs> she can't pay. Or is this like, you know, just like uh is, is there some deeper commentary to like her card not working? I'm really I was kind of thinking that she chose the card that was maxed out. Oh, interesting, interesting. Like That's I was like, thinking and then they like, don't accept the other that. card, right? That she has, they don't accept Well, right? he was like, No, no, I'll get it. I'll get I'll take this, I'll take this. Yeah, they didn't no, accept the other card. She, yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, and then he says, Yeah, you take this one, right? And they I started yeah. to I I think that's a really interesting reach on top, but I started to suspect, and I don't think that anything that comes after that I can remember at least uh disproves this suspicion but ultimately to the movie's credit i think it ends up not mattering because as we all know the movie continues on its journey and you know lots of disgusting and beautiful things happen but uh i started to suspect that she like was just broke like there was this idea of like her misrepresenting herself and kind of made it seem like and and you know clearly for her under the suspicion of mine it's tied to her ego right so she wants to seem like she's 
doesn't like has all this money, but she allows him to pay. But really, for whatever, like it just screams scam to me. There was something about it of like, oh, I'll get what it. What does she Oops, do with her money though? Then I don't know. Maybe she has a gambling addiction. <laughs> <laughs> Well, one of the things I think it's interesting, we'll, we'll chat more, I think we can chat more about this, because I think that the the middle section, I think, is very much about, uh, like, capitalism. And, it's, and, and while there is this thing of, like, who's paying the bill, whatever, I do feel like the first part, I think, really, actually, while it does seem more isolated from the rest of the movie than I think part two to part three does, I feel like in part three, there is this idea of, like, transactional relationships that we can get into as we talk about uh, Ariel's scene. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Is there anything you wish for? Sorry? Is there anything you wish for? Well, well, I don't know. <laughs> That's so sweet of you, madam, but I'm, I'm perfectly fine, <laughs> yeah. But, 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 if today was your last day of life, mm, what would you wish for? <laughs> I, I have no idea. Have you been for a swim today? No, not today. Why don't you go for a swim right now? <laughs> because this is exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, well, that's so kind of you, madam. But unfortunately, we're not allowed to go for a swim during working hours, so... <laughs> I want all of the stuff to go for a swim. I want you all to go for a swim. <laughs> I really feel that I have had one of these moments. Yeah, well, yeah, well, well today might be a, a, be a little bit problematic. problematic? Uh, yeah, because today we have the captain's dinner. Who cares about so... the captain's dinner? This will only take half an hour. Come on now. You work too hard, come on. Yeah, well, let me see what I can do. Okay, okay. <laughs> so let's shift to the scene that I picked, which is my favorite moment of the movie, I think for sure, which is when the the staff have been told, you can't say no, say yes to everything. <laughs> and then the staff get asked, okay, well, let's switch, let's switch roles. You all will go for a swim and we'll, we'll cater to you. And there, and she's trying to say no, but she ultimately has to say yes. And everybody in the boat has to not only go in the pool, they also have to go on the slide. And it is so <laughs> funny because I think the idea of like the customer is always right. And the customer is asking for something that is so absurd and stupid and yet they have to do it and they're all and, and they can't get the like Woody Harrelson Tom the the captain is like nowhere to be found because he's he's I think you know he's drinking or whatever and so they like can't have a reason to get out of it and they ultimately all have to do it in order to try and get the biggest tip possible from these rich people I think it's so funny it's just like pure con like this is a, this is why this movie is a comedy for me uh Chantel yeah. definitely um I watched Below Deck and so oh, yeah. it just <laughs> reminds me of Below Deck and all the things that they're doing just to get these tips and like they'll be crawling around on all fours dressed like a reindeer for a Christmas party oh, like God. and so it just really is that true reminded- is it true 
on Below Deck? Yes, okay, yes. I recently, I've never been a Below Deck person, but I recently also got sucked into a Below Deck TikTok rabbit hole, and I think I need to start watching Below Deck. So. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, there's no competition, so it's not, it's not no, I know, one I know, of those yeah. shows at all. But yeah. like, if I've worked in the service industry, so I have an understanding of what happens, like yeah. when the, the customer is always right or the guest is always right. Um, I've actually even also worked on not a cruise, but I just like would go around the harbor when I was living in Vancouver. And so mm-hmm. I've experienced where you can't, you have to kind of say yes to everything. Yeah. And I just love the fact that like, they, they had to say yes. And I, you, even the beginning of the meeting, all the different stews and, and whatnot, them chanting and getting like getting all hyped together. And I'm like, and, and the way it plays into the end where you, I forgot that this happened that below deck, the people who are like the more them. immigrant workers are, are, are hearing these people chant money, money. It's money, like, yes, it's so that was awkward. probably the funniest part for me. It's just like the like, what? I was like, what? And what are we going to uh, get? A big tip. It's like, oh, it's, yeah. it's yeah. bizarre. It's like a, it's like cultish. It's like cultish yeah. behavior. I mean, you know, the cult of money. I mean, uh, I, I enjoy the cult of money personally. Right. And like, if <laughs> sure. I was like a worker, I'd be okay. so, I'd be like, oh my God, you want me to go on the slide? Okay, yeah. sure. And I went and yeah. sign me up. Like, I there'd be no That's hesitation no for me. I'd be like, you want me to get into the hot tub? I'm like, absolutely. You, your wish is my command. I, <laughs> yeah. Well- watching below deck if they're like projectile vomiting the way they do <laughs> i mean they get drunk quite a bit so yeah. it's possible so it seems like it's close yeah but um, I think they blur it yeah. out yeah it, but yeah it's just um i just think it's so funny and it's such a like i think in terms of this movie being like satirical it's such a good satire on like yeah cater to the rich um and like yeah of course the the particularly the woman who gets cast as like the one who has to go into the pool first is so, the way she's so <laughs> nervous. And she goes, she goes, well, no. And she's like, Oh, are you saying no? And she goes, well, no, I'm not saying no. You know, it's like yes, so no. perfect. Yes. So, no. <laughs> yes. Yes. I am. I am not saying no. You know, it's uh-huh. so funny. It's so good. I, I really, I yeah. really love it. I, this part of like the, of act two before we get the literal shit show, I think is, is, is very, very funny. And, and um, that part it's even, it, it's more important impressive that it's funny that part you were just talking about grace of like the yes no with the woman because yeah i talk about this sometimes it's something that they show in the trailer so i was like you know sometimes they're revealing too many things or it's not as funny when it lands but it's so funny yeah. if anything it's more funny in the moment once you actually earn it so that just speaks to like how you know how effective that moment is and how deeply uncomfortable yet like you said incredibly hilarious that whole thing is yeah um it's too i mean it's too, it's it's like i think like the this the shitty nature of capitalism is that like the part that sucks here is that like yeah like these rich people you have to cater to these rich people but the other reason to cater to these rich people is that you will get a shred of their money which is also a thing that happens um uh, just that mindset of like you know what can you uh, these little morsels you can offer people uh, comes up in your scenario <laughs> I was just wondering if I could borrow the backpack. I'm good. Yeah, I know. What are you going to do, Yaya? I'm going to go for a hike over the mountain and see if I can find something. I'll go with you. Uh, It's okay, I can go by myself. No, Yaya, it's not safe for you to go alone. I'll go with you. 
Okay. Do you want me to come with you? No. You stay here. I need some time alone with her. Yeah. Scene you have picked is Abigail's big decision. Yes, her her big dilemma, as I mm -hmm. as I put it, uh, it's the end of the movie, and uh, it's I mean I I believe it's literally like the last ten seconds. It's like the last it shot is. of the movie ultimately. Yeah. Like when, well, when if you, you kind if of you, look at her face, if you preset it up, the the idea is that they're gonna go and try to explore on the other side of the mountain, which they have not um, they have not previously done. So they're gonna go on a mm -hmm. hike. I believe it's uh, Yaya is going to do it on her own before Abigail decides she's gonna go uh, with her. And so it's Abigail and uh, and Yaya who go to the other side of the mountain. And when they get there, they find like an, an elevator that's going to lead up to potentially like a resort. The island they've crashed on is another resort uh, or a <laughs> resort that they're on, which is sort of hilarious reveal in its own. Um, but then, yeah, you get uh, uh, they're going to sit and wait. Um, and Yaya, again, to what I was saying before, Yaya offers Abigail like, oh, we get back like you could work for me, um, which Abigail this whole time in the act three has become like the queen of the island, you know, and it is I, it's such a snub that she was not nominated for best supporting actor. Yeah, well, I don't know all yes, the, the you, nominees. Yes, you talked about it as a oh. snub. Oh, Ariel, you uh, you lagged. Ooh, <laughs> am I frozen? Oh no, you're not. You're not frozen. Hello? Can people hear uh, me? I'm sorry. All good. I think you're good now. But I'm choppy. No. Hold on. Let me. No, I think he's. So super let good me. Right. Let me refresh. Hold on. I'm coming right back. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? We'll. We'll. Um, Pause. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. All good. Hey, right. look better. Sorry about that. Um, so uh, no, that's okay. Um, I started saying um, I didn't. Re I don't really know who everybody that was nominated, but I definitely think that she deserves to be nominated. Is what I was starting to say. Okay, can we let's uh let's just so I. I I think everything the audio everything will be fine. You after. said I think was fine. Great. Right. So you just start what you were going to say, Ariel, and then I'll okay. say what I say after. Okay. Um, yeah. So we see that elevator, and it's just so funny and tragic. Like everything that they have gone through, all of the hardships, the entire survivor season that they have lived through <laughs> on the island. It's it's been so intense. It's been funny. They have changed. There has been like they have literally created a society. They have food. You know, there's commerce, arguably, the way Abigail, like, treats, uh, you know, Yaya's boyfriend. Uh, no, Carl. Thinking, Carl, thank you. Um, he, of course, he has, like, the most generic name. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's, like, that final moment of they kind of they kind of bonded and they were understanding each other. And I think that's part of the reason that, uh, that Abigail wanted to go with her to have, like, that girl time, you know, because obviously Yaya was getting jealous of Carl having sex with Abigail. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and then the idea that, like, and again, this speaks to the one of the reasons that this final moment is so effective is it just hammers home the themes of the movie yet again of, like, Okay, you cre you crashed on this island. You created this other society outside, quote unquote, of like the real world. But then once the real world comes crawling in, she Abigail was able to get all this power. She was, you know, whether she was 
democratically elected or she took over <laughs> like a, in a hostile way, she has this power and she's not willing to give it up. It's just like capitalism. And then she's going to decide in that moment to perhaps kill Yaya. Like there, there's she I believe she like looks at the rock and she's kind of like thinking about it because Yaya wants to go and like, oh, my God, we found this this elevator. We're saved. And Abigail's kind of like, you can tell by your face, like, do we have to be saved, though? Like, maybe I can stay here and be the queen forever, uh, which is so short-sighted because they might get... But again, that it doesn't matter if it's short-sighted because emotionally she doesn't want to let go of the power. So it's just... It's also very funny because, like, the fact that they're there the whole time, like, it's just... It's doing everything the movie was doing overall, but, like, in within, like, a 20-second time frame at the very end. Yeah, at the beginning of that third part, I was like... I thought it was really interesting how like how social class disappears when you're you're stranded on an island mm -hmm. but then it also how it gets rebuilt in a certain way depending mm -hmm. on you know your social standing within that new group and so i definitely found it fascinating to see her go um abigail go through those kind of different stages of being like okay right now or beforehand i was below deck literally and then after that now i'm like above ground and like i'm in this powerful position uh, position as you're saying ariel so i really like seeing the difference here because it's the same person and just in circumstantially like how they can perceive and perceive the world um it can change just depending on where you're fitting in society so i thought yeah. it was very interesting I, I do like though no matter what situation they're in vicky berlin uh who plays up uh, i believe paul uh paula is her name uh just always end up in the same position which is not not on top but just below <laughs> it's like uh yeah not under the captain and under and under uh abigail um yeah i think uh so i just uh what do you think uh the the moment where so we do see her like holding the rock over uh mm -hmm. yaya's head so first of all is is yaya dead and second of all at what point is carl running running in the jungle is he running because he hears yaya get hit over the head or is he like oh my god i just sent like basically like the woman who's paying me to have sex and my actual girlfriend alone in the woods and i need to like i know what a psychopath abigail is and i need to go run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i actually forgot about the carl running part of it because it is it's to your point it's not immediately clear or it's not clear at all then because then the movie ends what he's reacting to because he does seem upset you know he has like a the look of a person who knows and he's running the look of a person who knows that something is wrong i unless abigail like missed or didn't hit yaya hard enough like i find it really hard to believe that yaya would have like screamed loud enough for um for someone else to hear so i have to believe that uh that it has more to do with him kind of realizing oh god why did i allow them to to run off together that's potentially very dangerous for for yaya but i could also see like abigail making a quite loud sound when she's using that rock because if you could see like all the intensity that yeah, she has when she's holding true. it mm -hmm. like there's no way that she's not going to be like like and making some sort yeah. of very like how very... cold-blooded is she <laughs> there's no way she's gonna hit <laughs> over the head with a gigantic rock uh and not make a sound i just can't imagine that so i feel like she definitely makes a sound and maybe carl is running towards this who the scream yeah 
yeah uh yeah i think unfortunately yaya is uh, not alive by the end of the movie um all right let's move on to if it won the segment where we decide how we'd feel if at the end of the academy awards on sunday march 12th how we'd feel if, the, if uh best picture went to triangle of sadness until i'll let you begin how would you feel if this movie won best picture i would i actually would feel good about it now mm-hmm. um for the most part i'm all the movies that have been nominated for best picture all of them i'm kind of like really really this one at least has like a lot of social commentary and and it provides a lot of discussion points i think like and it's well acted it looks beautiful so it, it really for me has all the elements that would make a good movie and a good best picture um winner um i find personally with most of the other nominees that I just don't know if I would put them in that position. So from from I would be happy with this one winning. I think mm-hmm. that it's I think it's a good movie. Ariel, what about you? Yeah, I would be delighted. I think I would be I would be de- as delighted as I was when I was watching a lot of the movie. I don't think that um it I think it would be an unexpected winner. Like as in as much as you yes. can be an unexpected winner while actually being nominated mm-hmm. i think it's it would be a surprise and i think it'd be one of those surprises that at least i would would appreciate like wow yeah everyone had their money on you know the two or three top movies as far as the odds makers and as far as like what people quote unquote think deserve it but this is a this is a deserving movie in and of itself so i i think it would be i think it would be a fun twist if uh, i'll put it like that yeah, I think everything ever all at once continues to be in the pole position mm-hmm. as uh, the front runner. If you look at sort of what else it's won, I don't think anything else sort of has the same momentum that it does, which is surprising because it's kind of been in pole position for a while. I think that the I, I said this yesterday uh, or sorry, a few days ago about All Quiet on the Western Front, which was that I really like the film. And I think that this film is better than that movie and has a better chance to win. But I also think I will only be disappointed in the fact that I do think that everything everywhere all at once is sort of like doing something that's different than any film has ever done. And it's the reason why like I would be most wanting it to win, Mm -hmm. but I would certainly not be like in terms of like being like, okay, well at least it wasn't this a triangle status does not fit that criteria. So like, yeah, yeah. Um, Very fun. And it probably means we'd get Dolly De Leon on the stage at the end of the night, Ariel stop oh my god <laughs> and then she holds up a rock like over someone's head and she's like should i and then cuts a commercial and the oscars <laughs> if i was doing actually if i was uh in charge of the oscars i would have dolly de leon holding rocks over every other like <laughs> oh maybe god. the best supporting actresses like all five of them with oh. the night of just like holding a rock or like when they head. do those screen grabs of like yeah. all the nominees like you just yeah. she's behind them and behind them. Yeah. Yeah. so much funnier than any stupid ellen giving yeah. pizza to people bit i yeah. love it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we shall see if it wins. The Oscars are March 12th. We have many more movies to get through, but Chantel, thank you so much for joining us to chat about Triangle of Sadness. Thanks for having me. Honestly, like I used to be so good at watching movies, but I've definitely, with all of the shows and things that I watch, yeah. I don't really have the opportunity to. So whenever you guys invite me, I'm always like, yes, thank you. Yes. It forces me to do something that I really enjoy. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do it anytime. Okay, well, it will not be the last time you're on Post Recamps Theater. Uh, Where can people find you and what are you up to? What am I up to? Um, Basically, Survivor has started. So um, on my 
recap channel on YouTube, Reality Realness with three S's. We're talking about Survivor. We're talking about Australian Survivor. And we're talking about the Challenge Global that's going to be starting next week. So, yeah, pretty much the Survivor and the Challenge will be happening over on my channel. So busy. Um, busy. I'm on Twitter at Hi uh, From Grace. Ariel, where can people find you? I am also on Twitter at that other Ariel. <laughs> we will be back tomorrow with another Best Picture nominee. Until then, I'm Grace. That's Ariel. And this is Post Show Recaps Theater. Bye.